0: In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? You're listening to St. Mark Bemidji's Podcast, a podcast about redemption through the glory of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Thank you, as always, for joining us. You bring the podcast to life from its humble beginnings of ones and zeros on some dusty hard drive. Listening to this podcast isn't a passive act. When you listen or you share it with a friend, you are helping in the work of the church to learn and to preach and teach and confess our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the opposite of death by a thousand paper cuts? How about a thousand helping hands? Our church administrative software, as of Tuesday this week, had us at just under 300 members. About 150 of which are over 18. According to all the lists of people in the site, you know, the different committees and whatnot, we probably have about 70 of these people who are active in some capacity of the church, or more or less 40% of our adult members, which is great. And I'm not discounting the work that these people do, it's amazing and it's a blessing. Let me pose this thought to you though. If you asked your bodybuilder or CrossFit friend to help you move your new fridge into your house, you'd be pretty annoyed if they only picked up 40% of the burden. And if your kid came home with a 40 on their report card, you wouldn't be very happy at all. If Jesus made it 40% of the way to the cross, uh, our lives would be pretty different, wouldn't they? Let's talk a little bit about value for value. Jesus gave 100% on the way to the cross. He gave His all. All the way to the cross, and then His resurrection. He died to take your place on that slab of splintery wood. He died for the smallest of sins. The careless word you said to your wife, or your husband, or your friend, yesterday, or the day before. Sometime you've done that, haven't you? I know I have. Can we ever repay Jesus for the forgiveness he won for us? No, of course not. It's just like the parable of the unforgiving debtor in Matthew chapter 18. The king forgives the debt of the man an amount that he could never repay in more than a lifetime without conditions. We are that man. But we should learn from the parable and not be the man when it comes to our brothers and sisters. We should forgive the debts of those who have wronged us. We're saved through that forgiveness. We call it grace by faith in Jesus Christ. Moreover, we should share the love of the King with our brothers and sisters, regardless of who they are. Because Jesus didn't just die for your sins. He died for the sins of all people at all times. It may be hard to think about, but Jesus died for people like Manasseh, a king of Israel who sacrificed his own sons in fire, among many other horrible things. Jesus died for the sins of Lenin, who either ordered or caused the deaths of millions. Jesus died for the sins of the Jewish leaders that riled up the crowds and convinced the Romans to execute him. And he died for the sins of the soldiers that nailed him to that cross. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done in your past. If you can still fog a mirror, there's still time for you to be saved. There's still time for you to stop slapping away that loving hand of the Spirit that longs to pull you tight to Jesus. I have three more verses before I move on from this point. You know them, but they always bear repeating. Matthew 28, verses 19-20 through Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age james 2:26 as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without deeds is dead matthew chapter 3 verse 9 and do not think you can say to yourselves we have abraham as our father i tell you that out of these stones god can raise up children for abraham your faith has value. Your work doesn't save, but it has value. If you have received value from God, you have a duty to pass along that value to your brothers and sisters, and your future brothers and sisters. Just because you go to church or your parents were members before I was a glimmer in my father's eye, it doesn't save you. Your faith saves you. It's time to take that faith out of the box and use it. And it's not a burden, it's a joy. How often do you get to say, hey, Jesus and I are going to go work together on a project today? When Jesus says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age, He's not just saying that to feel good or flap His gums. It's a fact. The more you work your faith, the better it gets. Today's podcast comes from the Daily Prayer series by Pastor Kirk, and it's titled, Jesus, Champion Supreme and it's based on a reading from Paul's epistle to the
1: Ephesians, chapter 6. Let's listen in now, shall we? The text for our daily prayer consideration is Ephesians chapter 6, where St. Paul writes, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil." having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So far, St. Paul's words in Ephesians 6. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit inspired St. Paul to declare, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. What is this? We're familiar with legal battles contending with political opponents, uh, battling with diseases like cancer and heart disease, confronting the daily trials and tribulations of life, but What St. Paul speaks of here is, well, what's he writing about? He is writing about a power, an enemy, that no flesh and blood person is equipped to confront, let alone prevail over. This enemy is unseen, very real, and deadly. These enemies are demonic, and they do not wrestle against Christians in any natural way. They wreak havoc, temporal havoc, throughout the world, They plant the seeds of a a word, a a way of thinking, a a belief that is mounted to destroy your faith in Christ Jesus by destroying God's word, uh, discrediting it, shedding doubt upon it, questioning it, challenging it, disgracing it. It's of destroying your redemption and the forgiveness of sins through Jesus who shed his blood and died on the cross for you. These demonic powers have only one purpose, to defeat and destroy you in hell forever. History ought to teach you that hell has its agents literally everywhere. As one writer drew it from God's word, they were present when the wicked tyrants shed the blood of the martyrs and the confessors. They were present in the fast-talking preachers who played fast and loose with the word of God and blurred the line between truth and error under the cover of broad-mindedness. They are present in the worldly-minded, who are constantly enticing us to their feasts of pleasure. The ruler of darkness, the devil himself, he's behind it all, and he's slick and he's sly, and behind his sheep's mask are the sharp teeth of a lion. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms and fight, Dr. Luther once wrote, on earth is not his Equal, Remember that. On earth is not his equal. You take a look at your personal history. It ought to teach you that not once, not even once, have you been able to secure a victory with your own might. Take a look at your record. Whenever you've tried, you meet defeat. Bitter, heartbreaking, soul-searing defeat as you again yield to the temptation that the devil sets before you and he hits you when you're weak and you can't resist and you give in. And sometimes you think you're really strong and that's when you fall flat on your face. You cannot enter this kind of spiritual warfare with your own equipment. You have neither the strength nor the will. You must get your resources from outside of you, from heaven. Your armor must be the armor of the Lord God himself, each piece put on with prayer, and nothing missing. You dare not underestimate the power of the enemy, nor overrate your own. The enemy is stronger and wiser and subtler than any man who was ever born of men. So what shall we do? What can we do? Good questions, and the answer is nothing. There is nothing you can do. Remember, on earth is not his equal. But there is one for you, your champion. His name is Jesus. He is not earth. He is not from the earth. He is for you, And for your salvation, he came down from heaven, the Son of God he is, and he is more than equal to the task for you. He steps in for you, incarnate by the power of the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and became man, and took your sins upon himself, and he lived for you the holy and righteous life before God that God's word demanded, God's law demanded. And he did it in your stead, in your place. And he innocently suffered under Pontius Pilate, being crucified and shedding his holy precious blood and dying for you upon a cross, the accursed cross, to wash away all your sins. He suffered the punishment and the pains of hell for you so you wouldn't have to ever. And the third day he rose again out of death according to God's word in the Bible and therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus destroyed all the works of the devil by his death and resurrection for you because you and I could never have done that. We are flesh and blood. We are corrupted in sin. Thanks be to God, Jesus is for us. He is God. He is divine and human, one Christ. And for you and for me and for the life of the world, Jesus himself partook of our flesh and blood, that by his crucifixion and bloody death for us, he he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil. And to deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery of trying to avoid death, cheat death, not die at all, and eliminate everything that leads up to death or even could lead one to death. Only one was up to it. Only one was able to. Only one was strong enough to do battle here. And to do battle great enough for everyone in the world. He is Jesus God's Son, God's Christ, and Jesus delivers for you and the whole world the good news in his gospel word. The word that the strife is over, the battle is done, and now the victor's triumph is won. Now be the song of praise begun, for Christ has put all his enemies and yours under his feet. The victory is assured and delivered to you always and ever, in the divine service, when God's word is purely preached and taught, when God's holy absolution is given to you right into your own ears, you are forgiven of all your sins. And in the blessed sacraments, in baptism, where Jesus marks you as his own and puts faith within you and forgives you all of your sins, and wherever there is a forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. And his holy sacrament of his body and blood in the Lord's Supper, where, by his own body and blood, your faith is strengthened in fervent love to both God and to your neighbor. In Jesus, through his word and sacraments, is your victory over enemies you cannot deal with. Because you know, if God is for us, who is it that's going to be against us? Who's going to succeed? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us everything? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? The devil? No, it is God who justifies, who covers us with the righteousness of Jesus' blood. Who is to condemn? The devil? Jesus is the one who died for us in our place, and more than that, he was raised. He is at the right hand of God. He is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Do you think the devil's temptations can do that? All of the devil's trying to trick you into believing that your sins are too great to ever be forgiven? Shall any tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus? St. Paul assures you, absolutely not, because in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So that with St. Paul, strong in the Lord and the power of his might, we can confess, I am certain that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is our champion. He is our victor. He is our redeemer and our loving Savior in his loving redeeming name. Amen.
0: We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m., our church services are live streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel. St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and his word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org. by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. I need treasures many, I have one worth more than any, that brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity.